Ben, Bell, grab your keys. Let's turn them at the same time and open up the forbidden folder. It is the first forbidden folder for 2024. Um, so we keep a lot of the, the taboo ideas. And um, yeah, we've not done this one before. Prison Break. Not the TV show. But Great like, TV show. Yeah. If you, Did you watch it? I loved it. Oh. I watched the first couple of seasons. Yeah, the fourth season isn't very good. The one, two, and three are all good. What's that guy's name? T-Bone? <laughs> yeah. T-Bag. T-Bag. Yeah, that's T-bag. fine. T-Bag. And he yeah. puts his pocket out and he gets the glass. That's not a very yeah. threatening yeah. name. He's oh, very no, threatening. It's T-Bag. Yeah, you watch it anyway. Um, <laughs> it's Camomile. Well, well, look, um, we are joined now by someone who's done exactly that. Dan- Danny Shannon is a reformed drug addict and a prison escapee. Uh, Danny, how did you do it? How did I escape from prison or how did I get off the drugs? Because they're both <laughs> equally as hard to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, on, on the 6th of February 2001, it was my partner's birthday. Um, she actually also had a big bundle of my cash on the outside. And I'd spent around about 18 months in that same prison. And I'd spotted this weakness in the security of the fence that was just itching at me to sort of uh, give it a try and a nudge to get out. As I said, my partner had a big bundle of my money and it was that day I give her a phone call and I said, listen, Michelle, if I could come home tonight, would that be okay? It's like I wanted her permission and I'm sure she just rolled her eyes. I was part of this like religious program that was held in the visiting areas. I used to attend that event because they used to have really good coffee and biscuits. (laughs) Um, That's why I went. At the end, everyone's in there holding hands saying a prayer or something, and I've ducked out the back and shimmied my way up this 24-foot fence. And Because at the top of these fences, right, there's a big four-foot barrel that leans over, so it makes it impossible yep. to get over it. But this spot of the jail, there was it, two barrels met each other, so one had to lean the other way. I'm still in the middle of the jail, but I've still got about 75 metres to get along that fence to get to the perimeter. And as yeah. I was making my way, I got spotted by an officer. Yeah. He was straight on the radio to the squad, which is the outside jail um, unit and the police. And I had to run and skipped my way through razor wire, cutting my leg to pieces and launched off the top of this fence. I had to jump. I ended up a black arm from my shoulder to my wrist, running down Holker Street towards Parramatta River, where at the top of the street, the dog squad, the cops, the MEU were chasing me. I managed to jump a couple of fences at the bottom of that street and dived into Parramatta River, shark-infested river bleeding, Pitch dark as about a hundred meters to get to the other side. By this time, water police had been deployed, oh, pole wow. airs up in the air, yeah. police helicopters, and I made it to the other side of the river where I was in mud up to my neck. Um, yeah. and they couldn't see me, mate. Water police were just there, um, oh. and they were unable to see me because I was in mud. How long were you on the run after that? It's such a romantic story, right? Because I, <laughs> I, I left with with the missus and I got caught on Valentine's Day. So the 6th of February and I got thrown into the Perth watch house on Valentine's Day. And I always talk about how romantic that was, you know, me and my partner. She got done for harbouring. Um, so she was locked up too, bless her. Um, <laughs> that night after I arrived home to her place, I picked her up. My mum's house, my dad's house, her house was all simultaneously raided by the coppers. And I got away. I made it to Perth, mate. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And 
So what, what? Like, what's the plan after that? Are you are you trying to get out of the country? You know, that's not possible. Like, are you you're obviously not intending on getting back to prison anytime soon if you've just gone to those lengths to escape. My plan was it's everything is going to be okay. The next day, I had my mum and my dad in a hotel room with me in, in Liverpool, right? So I said, it's going to be okay. We're going to go to Perth. It's going to be all right, you know? And um, <laughs> just delusional, bro. Like, <laughs> I just wanted... To, I really just wanted to use drugs, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, I, I guess uh, you then go back into prison. Uh, how long are you back in prison for? And then how would you get off the drugs, Danny? Yeah, look, I spent the next four or five years back in prison. But in 2009, after around 49 attempts at getting clean and sober, jails, institutions, this is the turning point. This is the day my life changed forever. I was standing at Town Hall Station. To my right was King's Cross. That's where I was going to buy some heroin and some cocaine. I knew what would happen. I'd end up back in prison, back in rehab, dead. But I didn't know what would happen if I didn't, you know. And across the road was the bus that took me back to rehab that day. And for the very first time that day, I made a different decision that day. I did not get on. And I'm one foot in front of the other one day at a time ever since I've continued to move forward. I work my ass off. I'm not saying it's been easy, but it's definitely been worth it. Mm. And today I'm blessed to be 14 years, four months and two days since I've had a drink or a drug. (gasps) Oh, um, man. Yeah, so Danny, wow, that's not even a drink. That's amazing. So, Danny, where, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Where are you at yeah. now? What What is your day to day life now? Today, I spend my my days just helping people. I run groups, online groups. I do one on one work, and I'm also the founder of Encapsulator, which is my video journal mobile app where you record video messages um, to your future self. We provide this safe place for you to express yourself without fear of judgment and the idea is when you verbalize your goals out loud you make yourself accountable and motivated to achieve those goals too we've also got the sober squad so there's a a page in a community group with over fifty thousand members um which are just engaging regularly all day supporting one another sharing their own drug and alcohol transformation journeys. Danny, oh, what an incredible Danny. story, mate. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like with you, it's like you, you come for the prison break, you stay for you turning your life around. Like the two incredible stories. Danny Shannon is where you can check him out uh, on socials. Mm. Uh, appreciate all your time this morning, mate. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity.